Welcome to Embracing Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Avis Sparks. Thank you for joining us. I pray that something shared blesses you and encourages you in your walk with Christ. Join me as I speak with this week's guest. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Avis Sparks. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Embracing Abundant Life. Today, we have with us Dr. LaShondra Clark. She is a licensed professional counselor and owns Healing Minds Counseling Center in Clinton, Mississippi. And today, we're going to be talking about faith and mental health. Thank you so very much for joining us today, Dr. Clark. Thank you for having me. Um, I just, if you'll just give us a little bit about yourself and tell us, how did you get into the field of mental health? As you say, my name is Dr. LaShondra Clark and I own Healing Minds Counseling Center that's located in Clinton, Mississippi. And um, right now I see clients who are dealing with issues such as depression, anxiety, stress issues, parental issues, um, children with behavior problems, ADHD, and a wide range of issues. Um, One of the things that drew me to the field of mental health is I have an empathetic heart for people. And um, I think a lot of times people are misunderstood and they're written off very quickly. And so I like to try to increase people's insight in order to help deal with the issues they may have. Um, And it really kind of came as a surprise to kind of get into this industry because initially I was a lawyer, but... um, it didn't happen because I couldn't go to the school I wanted to go to. So I ended up um, going a different path and I fell into mental health and I have loved it ever since. So, yeah, but you, you both, both professions, you know, depending on how you apply yourself, you really are just helping the person, helping them through difficult times, happening through times that they may not understand. You know, you're there to explain to them and help them to overcome and I just it's just wonderful to see um, our society actually embrace the importance of mental health you know we for such a long time we've had this mentality of just toughing it out you know just dealing with it and so not only saying that okay mental health is important that we should take care of our mental health but actually saying seek someone if you're struggling with it and um, and it's not just you know you're you're weak because you're seeking someone some help out or or you're missing something because you're seeking. No, that's what we're here for. You know, even when we talk about the body of Christ, we're here to support each other. So when we're lacking in something, or if we need some support or some help or some advice or some wisdom or something, that's what other people are there for. And I think that, um, and I'm sure you probably come across it, just that, that initial just getting over that need for help. And so what are some of the signs or what things should we look at when we say, okay, now I need to go beyond myself and actually seek out some counseling or or some therapy in in, in some area of my life? What usually would guide someone towards that, actually seeking help? Um, One of the things I talk to my clients about, or even when I'm just talking to the community to raise awareness for mental health is everyone has issues. Mm -hmm. That's no one is um, immune to having different issues that we go through. I advise people to always seek counseling, whether you 
going through bad times or not because it's a good place to just vent. And so counseling can be looked at in so many different aspects um, of the field. Some people, some of my clients come once every two to three months. Some people I see weekly. It depends nature of um, the issues that they're dealing with at that time. With that being said, I advise people to seek counseling when you have been dealing with something that has been going on for weeks at a time, months at a time, years at a time, and you have tried everything mm-hmm. and nothing. You've talked to family members. You may have taken medication. Um, you've tried things on your own. You've looked at self-help videos, read books, <laughs> in the same place it's just like if you were to have a pain in your side mm-hmm. and you tried all the Advil in your cabinet or you tried to stretch it out and the pain is still there and it's still hurting weeks and weeks later you would go to a medical doctor mm-hmm. well it's the same with mental health if something is bothering you and there's nothing that you can do on your own to help mm-hmm. you need to see a licensed professional In life, we face many struggles, pains, and disappointments, but because of Christ, we are not without hope. Healing the body of Christ, embracing abundant life, was written not only to answer the question, why we as the body of Christ need healing, but to walk us through what Christ has given us so that we can be well, whole, and victorious. If you have yet to purchase your copy of Healing the Body of Christ, please do so today by going to asparkministries.com forward slash shop. While there, you will also find a selection of inspirational t-shirts for purchase that proclaim our faith in Christ, our dependence on His grace, and our determination to make an impact on the world around us. So a lot of us, we we talk, you know, we talk to our friends, as you said, we talk to um, our family members. And what is the benefit to say, okay, talking is talking, you know, some people say I've vented, but what's the added benefit of actually going to a counselor who has, you know, has some knowledge and, and some, some experience, what's the value of actually talking to a professional? there's a lot of benefits in talking to a professional. Um, Like you said, we all, well, most of us have friends and family members that we can talk to, which is awesome. Um, Even with my clients, I love when they have a good support system. I love when they have someone that they can vent to because that's an area of um, support and um, support that you can have when you're going through a difficult time. But with that being said, as a professional, number one, we're bound to confidentiality. And that is being in mental health is that when you're talking to a friend, when you're talking to a family member, no matter how close they are, no matter how much you trust them, you still risk risk the um, possibility of them going out and talking to someone else about things that you have talked to them about. Mm-hmm. Well, in um, my field, when you're talking to a licensed professional, like I said, we're bound by confidentiality to the point of if I were to share anyone's in- information, I could lose everything I've worked for. So okay. when we're bound to it, we're bound to it. And it's um, not something that we take lightly. Another um, good reason to seek a licensed professional is we're trained in the field. Mm-hmm. So a lot of when you talk to friends and family, they'll give you advice based on things that they've gone through. They'll give you advice based on what they feel like you should do. However, number one, as a licensed professional, what we don't do is give advice. We give guidance. Okay. And um, 
that I like people to understand. Um, it's not about what I want you to do. It's about um, helping you to gain insight so you can determine what you need to do going forward. Um, we also offer different um, tools or skills that a person can use going forward in life, even after therapy has um, come to an end. We um, offer different tools so that you won't have to always come back to a therapist. So we offer different tools if you're dealing with depression, how to um, identify when a de when you're maybe coming up on a depressive spell, how to identify internal triggers, how to identify external triggers, and things of that nature, and what to do going forward. So like I said, talking to a friend or family member is great, but talking to a professional gives you that expert um experience that you might need if you have been going through sometimes you need to go a little bit deeper you need to go a little bit deeper to actually get that healing you need because even like you're talking about the medical professionals they can clean the surface of something you know of an infection but if the infection is deeper and then they haven't gotten to the root of the problem you're still going to have issues and so that's the benefit of just seeking a professional. They can get a little bit deeper, you know, because it's not just experience that they're talk talking from. They're actually talking from years of study and, and of and of other, you know, just years and collective research and not just one person's. Um, this is a good place to pause and listen to this. Take time to find out what delights God. He knows all about putting a smile on our face. Let's live to place a smile on his. What is it that a person should look for when they're saying, okay, I want to get help? What should they look for in a counselor? What should they be trying to find for themselves so that they can get past whatever they're working on or, or, or heal from whatever that, that, that pain that they're having? I encourage everyone to um, read the bios of their therapist, um, even if it was somebody who was recommended to them. So I may have a client who goes to a friend and say, hey, you should go see Dr. Clark, she's awesome. But even in a, rec a personal recommendation, I still encourage all clients to read the bio, see what they specialize in and see what their background is. And even after choosing a therapist for the first time, I encourage clients, um, to make sure it's a good fit. One of the best things, one of my best um, analogies I like to give with this, and I think I have it on my site as well, is just like going in a store and you see a shoe on a shelf. Mm -hmm. On the shelf, awesome you can actually try it on in the store and you might think you want it but when you get home it's not the best fit for you. Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with therapy you need to find a therapist who fits with you because as a professional therapist I am an individual and I have my own personal style and the clients I see are individuals and they have things that they look for or things that help them to help help us to connect mm -hmm. um there may be some people that I connect with and can work with awesome. And there's some people who we just don't see eye to eye or we don't connect well. And just because you don't have a good experience the first time in therapy, I encourage everyone to continue looking for a therapist that is right for you. Um, so like I said, just research in a bio, find one that fits for you. Don't give up if the first time um, you saw, you seek out therapy, it doesn't work for you. Find another therapist and another mm -hmm. one and another the perfect one yes because it's like if any other problem if you actually had a problem like with your plumbing or something if you would continue to go seek someone until it was it was fixed and we should you know see the importance of our mental health so that we do that we actually go and seek and if we don't 
get the answers we need from this person. We find someone that we do. And also, if the person we're with, out of courtesy, we shouldn't stick there if we're not getting the help we need. We need to actually get the help we need. And I know I've done that on some home projects. It's like I'm, I'm dealing with somebody and I'm trying to stick with them and they're just not getting the job done. And it's like at the end of it, I'm like, my goodness, I wish I would just spoke up said let's move on because honestly what am i have to do i'm about to get somebody back in there to redo whatever that other person <laughs> just didn't do well so out of courtesy just be courteous enough to say okay this isn't working i need to find someone else that actually i think i can receive from someone who can give me something that i that i'm seeking so So in mental health, do you think faith plays a role in mental health? Oh, yes. I think faith plays a huge role in mental health. Um, however, as a therapist, I am not allowed to um, push my beliefs or promote my beliefs on my clients. Mm -hmm. I did not go and I didn't go into Christian counseling for a reason. And the reason being was because I didn't want to limit myself. Mm -hmm. um, I look at it as if, um, if I went into Christian counseling solely, I would only have clients who are Christians. Mm -hmm. And I know that God called me to do something bigger than to talk to only Christians. Mm -hmm. So without Christian counseling, I opened myself up to a platform of being able to talk to individuals from all walks of life. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, um, that I prayed for when I came into this field because I know it was only God who placed me where I am is Lord if I'm not supposed to talk about you or promote my beliefs in my sessions how do I um I guess um I'm not trying to I don't know the word I'm looking for how do I serve you I guess the way you call me to mm -hmm. in this well, one of the things I do before every session, I pray before every single session. I pray, I pray for discernment. I pray for wisdom. I pray for a listening ear. I pray for the words to say. I pray. And the funny thing about it is over 90% of my clients mm -hmm. bring their Christian walk. And oh, they okay. want perspective and they want guidance, not just in the um in the flesh of what we're doing but they also want spiritual guidance as well mm -hmm. and I just thank God every time they bring it up and I let them know you know um due to different ethical uh, concerns or ethical guidelines that we must follow I can't necessarily talk to you about this area of um, your Christian faith unless you want me to mm -hmm. and like I said most of them tell me, hey, I was, I prayed and I was looking for someone who can offer me more guidance and more insight on my Christian journey as well. So um, one of the things I have seen is when I have clients who are looking for further insight into their Christian journey or who ask me questions about their faith and about um, therapy and how it plays a role, I actually see more success in clients who have, who believe in God, who, um, who or whether they have a relationship with him right now or whether they're trying to build one because they have him to believe in and you have that um you have him to go to outside of coming to therapy for the um 
I don't want to say worldly aspect of things. But you said you have I, something greater than yourself that you can depend on. It's not just a, a human that I'm depending on. It's not just me I'm depending on to get through this. I have something greater than myself, something greater than the situation. I can say, okay, so it's like, even though if we can't get it done, I know you can get it done and we're just going to work with you to, 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 to accomplish that. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, and it's, it's and a little segue, but it's just something else. Like when we actually just commit ourselves to one to serving God, you know, we can have all these questions, especially when we place ourselves in a secular situation. It's like, how am I supposed to do this? And it's like, it's okay. I got this. You know, just continue to have that mentality of wanting to serve me. And you did your part. You acknowledged him. And so he, but through acknowledging him, he, he actually brought that, like you said, brings those things before you and opens that door for you. You don't have to go beating anything down or trying to revolutionize anything. You just depend on God to, you know, make a way for him to be, his light to shine through you. And that's just beautiful. Thank you for sharing. I mean, it's a testimony. Thank you for sharing. A Spark Ministries is sponsoring a giveaway for the month of February. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your testimonies, your God moments where you were encouraged and inspired to look to God and invite him right where you were. To participate, just post your testimonies on your social media page and hashtag Ignite a Spark Giveaway or hashtag A Spark Ministries. If you're not on social media, email your participation to avis at asparkministries.com. To find out more information, go to asparkministries.com. We look forward to reading your testimonies and being inspired by how God has inspired you. On your website, you discuss um, the importance of adolescent mental health and about just addressing things early on. And I just want to see if you would elaborate that, uh, elaborate on that for us, just the importance of just addressing mental health um, in, in the youth at a young age. Um, I think mental, adolescent mental health is extremely important. Um, honestly, when I got into the field, that's all I really wanted to work with. Um, I started working with individuals, you know, up to, I think my oldest client may be 70 or 80 something now. But um, adolescent, children's adolescent has always been my uh, primary focus. And the reason I feel that um, their mental health is very important is because, like I said on my site, if you get the tools, if you develop the tools early on in order to deal with the issues in life, it will decrease the chances of you having so many, I'm not gonna say it will decrease the chances of you having hardships, but you know how to deal with them better. better prepare. Mm -hmm. Life um, is lost. You won't go through life dealing with situations um, in ways that are not beneficial to your growth mm -hmm. because you have learned early on how to take care of this. It's like anything that we learn that is uh, detrimental to our growth as a child, we continue to use those skills as we go throughout life, whether it's something as tying our shoes, writing our letters, or anything like that. Those are things that you don't have to relearn because you learned it early on. Yeah. Same thing with if I can get to children who are in elementary school, middle school, high school, before they actually enter into the world, one thing that they can always um, go back on are the skills that they learn in how to deal with different situations, whether it be with their anger, depression, anxiety, dealing with people in general, or whatever it is um, that we have gone over, they have these school skills that they can take throughout life. And I've seen things like in some schools have instituted 
uh, for like punishment, you know, meditation times or uh, times of yoga. And so it's just like, yes, you've done something bad, but let's learn something from the bad you've done. It's like, let's learn how to deal with that anger. You know, let's learn how to deal with those frustrating thoughts. And it's, uh, it's good to see when people, I would say, think out of the box. I think we've boxed so many things in that we don't allow for people to actually be themselves and to uh, grow, you know, in the sense of, like you said, grow and learn how to deal with anger, grow and learn. We just say it's wrong, it's bad, go sit somewhere, you know, it's wrong and it's bad, you know, go away. And it's like, no, they, they're dealing with something. So let's show them how to deal with whatever it is they're struggling with. And for um, what would your advice be to those teachers, those counselors, just people who have, you know, children in their lives? They're dealing with this just as we are, this this pandemic and a lot of loss and a lot of confusion. And then maybe even some things at home may not be so well. So what is your advice to those who say, how do I help this child? How do I help this youth, my students? How do I help them with this mental load that they're dealing with? I'm going to say this, contrary to popular belief, most people are not bad. Um, when it comes to children, a lot of times they have issues that are going on outside of school or at school that they do not know how to deal with. And the difference between children and adults is children, for the most part, are stuck in the environment they're in. Mm -hmm. So they can't they can't get away from it um they have to stay in a child's place so it's not like they can address the issues sometime head on the best advice i can give is to listen and um i use analogies a lot and one of the other analogies i like to use is um when we think about teachers and everybody who's um working with children today and they may have behavior issues. I want you to think about it like this. As a teacher, you're, you got up in the morning, your alarm didn't go off on time. So now you're late. Um, you have to go and get your children together. They're doing everything that's causing you to be even later. You go outside, your car, your tire is on flat. You finally get that pumped up. You pull out your driveway, driving down the street. Someone rear ends you. Then you're coming. Um, you're, you're finally on your way to work. You walk in your your boss is fussing at you and you may walk down the hall and somebody may brush against you ever so slightly mm. and all of blow up on them mm -hmm. the person who brushed against you is not the issue it's yeah. everything went on before you got to school that's the issue mm. but if blow up on that person the only thing people see is how you reacted to that situation mm. a lot of times school, the only thing teachers, um, administrators see is how a child is reacting to certain situations or how they're coming to school acting out, not realizing before they got to school, mm -hmm. they may not have they may not have had heat in the home. They may have been beaten or raped or anything. They may have just lost someone. Children go through so much. And so they come to school a lot of time as an escape. A lot of children these days are not even coming to school to learn, but an escape from their environment. So they may come to school and act out. And if our first response um, as an adult is to punish even more or to kick you out, we're not helping the situation. We're actually making it worse. So mm -hmm. my thing to listen, get like, I love meditation times in school. I love when children can come to school, kind of de-stress, let's have time to talk things out, play a game, do something to kind of de-stress from things that happened before they got there. Mm -hmm. And 
if you see a child who's acting out often, refer that child to that school counselor. Um, maybe pull that child aside and talk to them and see if they'll talk to you and see what's going on. And if you feel like um, whatever they have going on is beyond the scope of your experience, refer them out to someone. But like I said, my main thing is listen, pay attention, and um, just know that their feelings, their emotions, their thoughts, they're just as valid as the adults who are in the building as well. Um, a lot of times adults will tell children, oh, you have it easy, you don't have anything going on. But even if a child is coming from a home that has no, I'm not gonna say no issues, we all have issues, but no detrimental issues, mm -hmm. that child has feelings um if you can take yourself back to middle school or back to high school and if you grew up in a home like i said that you didn't have like these huge detrimental issues you still had issues as a child mm -hmm. child those issues are valid and they're valid because they are disrupting your day they're valid because it's changing your mood and so as adults we instead of brushing children off instead of brushing them off and telling them that whatever that's minor or you know that you shouldn't be worried about that we need to remember where we were when we were at their age because those emotions and those situations they're going through are valid validate their feelings validate their problems listen to them and try to give them a different option or a way to deal with those things mm -hmm. thank you so very much it was a joy talking with you, you gave us so much just valuable information and this is also testimony in my opinion about just your your service to christ even when you thought it may be impossible in your profession um is there any last words that, well i've been having people to if I'll, if it was a prayer to pray if there was something you wanted to pray for those who were actually just in a place a mental state and they needed help or they're just wondering about their mental health what would that prayer to god be for them i would pray that um god will point them in the right direction to receive the um, services they need, put someone in their life to drag them to the place where they can receive the services they, they need. I would pray that God open their mind and open their hearts to receive change and to receive a different direction. Um, when I think about mental health or anything we're doing in life, I think about, you know, what we say the definition of insanity is if you keep trying the same thing over and over and expecting different results, that's insanity. So I pray that they wake up and realize whatever it is that they're doing is not working and that they realize that I need to seek professional help so I can change what I have going on in my life. Yes. And so health is going to come through change. We shouldn't be so opposed to things changing because we want to change it's just let's see what the change really need what change really needs to happen so that we can get healthy you know and um so thank you so very much for joining us thank you for answering my questions and sharing your your experience and your your knowledge and uh, we're probably going to have to ask you back on for some a little bit more in-depth conversation um but you be blessed and um have a good day we here at A Spark Ministries trust that you were blessed by this episode of Embracing Abundant Life podcast. Take the opportunity to subscribe and share. I look forward to hearing from you. So contact me by emailing avis at asparkministries.com and send me your prayer requests, your questions, your impressions, or your topic ideas. If you'd like to find other inspirational material or devotionals or videos, visit asparkministries.com. 
Also, remember to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. We are here to ignite a spark that inspires. We pray God's grace and wisdom walks you through this season.